Hare Krishna, dear devotees, <clears throat> welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel, <clears throat> called in Anglo-Saxon, Hive is called the Haven. You know, when the sages of Naimisharanya decided to perform a sacrifice to to help the these the human beings and all living entities but particularly the human beings <clears throat> in the Kali Yuga because they were aware of what was going to happen they decided to have a thousand year it's, it's the least uh, attempted uh, soma sacrifice um, and then during that time Lord Balaram came to their sacrifice and noticed that Ramaharsha and Sutta who they had selected to be their uh, teacher uh, did not rise when he entered the, the arena <clears throat> and killed Ramaharshan Sutta with a blade of grass. Uh, and part of his uh, atonement, of course he didn't have to atone for anything, but he, he agreed he should do something. So he gave the, transferred the long life and the blessings that they had given Ramaharshan Sutta to his son. Ugrashava uh, Sutta. And they had already completed or heard all of the Vedas and the Puranas and the Itihasas. So, in the very beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, this is described in the Mahabharata, in the beginning of the Mahabharata. Uh, the sages of Naimasharanya greeted Sutta very respectfully, but they, by that time, had become purified by hearing all of the Vedas and histories, so many things, and by Balarama's appearance, of course, in his association. <clears throat> and they didn't, they didn't want to waste any more time by giving long... In those kinds of sacrifices, there would be long uh, eulogies of glorification of one person or another. And they said, we want you to get just, this is described in the beginning of the Bhagavatam, we want you to get to the point, give us the essence. What is the uh, essence of all scriptures, the goal? And he, that's when he recited the Srimad Bhagavatam. And he had been present when Shukadev Goswami had recited the Srimad Bhagavatam that he had received from Vyasadeva's father. So the lesson is that the Srimad Bhagavatam is the essence, not only is it the essence of all the Vedas, 
but the 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 nectar, the the galitam, galitam palam. It is the uh, the juice of all the, the revealed scriptures has been concentrated and transferred actually from the nigama, from the Vedas, to the Bhagavatam. So you can't get this uh, nectar, this juice, anywhere else. And all of the uh, impure, impurities had, had been taken out. So therefore, everyone in this Kali Yuga should just read the Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita Bhagavatam, and of course Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the scriptures that are in pursuance of Lord Chaitanya's uh, teachings. So that's how special this Srimad Bhagavatam is. And out of the Bhagavatam, this tenth canto, which was so masterfully summarized by Srila Prabhupada for us in the West, such simple uh, but profoundly pure English. Um, so we should be extremely grateful, actually, for this opportunity. And we're, being, we're, we're, we're hearing it every day, which is recommended in the Bhagavatam itself in the beginning. Hear it every day, regularly, and don't stop. And it will take you to the higher realms of Krishna consciousness and back to Godhead, along with the holy name. Hare Krishna. So let's recite Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram, the glorification of the Bhagavatam by Srila Sanatana Goswami. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandodita Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the ex exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Mad Mahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, 
my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dain atini chuchata kada hanamun chakadachin mam premna rit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the chapter 38 My How Time Flies When You're Having a Great Time Chapter 38, out of chapter out of 90 chapters already, we've gone through 38 chapters, or 37 chapters. Kansa has been told the truth by Narada Muni, and Narada has also approached Krishna and told Krishna that he will see all the things that Krishna was going to do, uh, in the rest of his pastimes on the earth. And Kangsa sent Keshi, demons specifically, to kill Krishna. Of course, he was sending him to his death. <laughs> and now, and then he, and he asked Akrura to go and fetch Krishna and Balaram. And then he organized a great wrestling festival and he planned to, if Keshe didn't kill him, then the Kubaliapida elephant would be put in the gateway to the, to the wrestling arena, and he'd kill him. And if he didn't, they couldn't kill him, then the wrestlers, Chanura and Mustik and all the others, would kill him. And then he planned to kill his mother, his father, you know, all Vasudev, Devaki, for lying to him, deceiving him, and in this way made a plan to take over the earth. Now, chapter 38, Akrura's arrival in Vrindavan. Narada Muni did not mention Krishna's killing Vyomasura which means that he was killed on the same day as the Keshi demon. The Keshi demon was killed in the early morning and after that the boys went to tend the cows on Govardhan Hill and it was there that Vyomasura was killed. Both demons were killed in the morning. Akrura was requested by Kangsa to arrive in Vrindavan by evening. After receiving instruction from Kangsa, Akrura started the next morning via chariot for Vrindavan. Because Akrura himself was a great devotee of the Lord, while going to Vrindavan, he began to pray to the Lord. <clears throat> 
Devotees are always absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. And Akrura was constantly thinking of Lord Krishna's lotus eyes. He did not know what sort of pious activities he must have performed to gain an opportunity to go see Lord Krishna and Lord Balaram in Vrindavan on that day. A pure, a pure Vaishnava always thinks himself unfit to serve Krishna. So Akrura began to think within himself that he was unfit for gaining the transcendental opportunity of seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He considered himself as unfit for seeing Krishna as a materialistic person is, is for understanding the science of God or as a fourth class person, a Shudra, is for studying the Vedas. But then Akrura began to think, by the grace of Krishna, everything is possible. And thus, if he likes, I will be able to see him. Just as a blade of grass floating on the waves of a river may by chance come near the shore and gain shelter, a conditioned soul carried away by the waves of material existence may sometimes be saved by the grace of Krishna. Akrura thus thought that if Krishna willed, he would be able to see him. Akrura considered himself most fortunate that he was going to see Krishna, whom great mystic yogis desire to see. He was confident that on that day all the sinful reactions of his past life would be finished and his fortunate human form of life would be successful. Akrura also considered that he was very much favored by Kangsa, who was sending him to bring back Krishna and Balarama and thus enabling him to see the Lord. Akrura continued to consider that formerly great sages and saintly persons were liberated from the material world simply by seeing the shining nails of the lotus feet of Krishna. That Supreme Personality of Godhead has now come just like an ordinary human being and it is my great fortune <clears throat> to be able to see him face to face, Akrura thought. He was thrilled with expectations of seeing the very lotus feet which are worshipped by great demigods like Brahma, Narada and Lord Shiva, which traverse the ground of Vrindavan and which touch the breasts of the gopis covered with tinges of kumkum. He thought, I am so fortunate that I will be able to see those very lotus feet on this day and certainly I shall be able to see the beautiful face of Krishna which is marked on the forehead and on the nose with tilak. And I shall also see his smile and his curling black hair. I can be sure of this opportunity because I see 
that today the deer are passing on my right side. Today it will be possible for me to actually see the beauty of the spiritual kingdom of Vishnu Loka because Krishna is the supreme Vishnu and he has advented himself out of his good will, out of his own good will. He is the reservoir of all beauty. Therefore, today my eyes will achieve perfection. Akrura knew beyond a doubt that Lord Krishna is the supreme Vishnu. Lord Vishnu glances over the material energy and thus the cosmic manifestation comes into being. And although Lord Vishnu is the creator of this material world, he is free by his own energy from the influence of the material energy. By his internal potency, he can pierce the darkness of the material energy. Similarly, Krishna, the original Vishnu, by expanding his internal potency, created the inhabitants of Vrindavan. <clears throat> In the Brahma Sangita, it is confirmed that the paraphernalia and the abode of Krishna are expansions of his internal potency. The same internal potency Krishna exhibits in Goloka Vrindavan is exhibited in the earthly Vrindavan where he enjoys himself with his parents and in the company of his friends, the cowherd boys and gopis. By the statement of Akrura, it is clear that since Krishna is transcendental to the modes of material nature, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, who are always engaged in loving service to the Lord, are also transcendental. Akrura also considered the necessity of the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. He thought that the transcendental activities, instructions, qualities, and pastimes of Krishna are all for the good fortune of people in general. The people can remain constantly in Krishna consciousness by discussing the Lord's transcendental form, qualities, pastimes, and paraphernalia. By doing so, the whole universe can actually live auspiciously and advance peacefully. But without Krishna consciousness, Civilization is but a decorated dead body. A dead body may be decorated very nicely, but without consciousness, such decorations are useless. Human society, without Krishna consciousness, is useless and lifeless. Akrura thought, that Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna has now appeared as one of the descendants of the Yadu dynasty. The principles of religion are his enacted laws. Those who are abiding by such laws are demigods, and those who are not abiding are demons. He has advented himself to give protection to the demigods, who are very obedient to the laws of the Supreme Lord. The demigods and the devotees of the Lord take pleasure in abiding by the laws of Krishna and Krishna takes pleasure in giving them 
all sorts of protection. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, these activities of Krishna, his protecting the devotees and killing the demons, are always good for men to hear and narrate. The glorious activities of the Lord will ever increasingly be chanted by the devotees and demigods. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the spiritual master of all spiritual masters. He is the deliverer of all fallen souls and the proprietor of the three worlds. Anyone who is able to see him by ears, by eyes, smeared with love of Godhead, enjoys a festival of seeing. Today I shall be able to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who by his transcendental beauty has attracted the Goddess of Fortune to live with him perpetually. As soon as I arrive in Vrindavan, I will get down from this chariot and fall prostrate to offer my obeisances to the Supreme Lord, the Master of material nature and all living entities. The lotus feet of Krishna are always worshipped by great mystic yogis. So I shall also worship his lotus feet and become one of his friends in Vrindavan, like the cowherd boys. When I bow down before Lord Krishna in that way, certainly he will place his fearless lotus hand on my head. His hand is offered to all conditioned souls who take shelter under his lotus feet. Krishna is the ultimate goal of life for all people who fear material existence. And certainly, when I see him, he will give me the shelter of his lotus feet. I am, I am aspiring for the touch of this lotus-like hand on my head. When that hand touched the presentations of King Indra and King Bali, these two became qualified to be lords of the universe. And when that hand touched the gopis as they danced with Krishna in the Rasa Lila, it relieved all their fatigue. In this way, Akrura expected blessings from the hand of Krishna. He knew that Indra, who was the king of heaven and the master of the three worlds, the upper, middle and lower planetary systems, was blessed by the Lord simply for his offering a little water which Krishna accepted. Similarly, Bali Maharaj gave only three paces of land in charity to Vamanadeva and he also offered a little water which Lord Vamanadeva accepted and thereby Bali Maharaj attained the position of Indra. When the gopis were dancing with Krishna in the rasa dance, they became fatigued and Krishna wiped his hand which is as fragrant as a lotus flower growing in Manasav Sarovara Lake, over the pearl-like drops of perspiration on the faces of the gopis, and immediately the gopis became refreshed. Thus Akrura was expecting benediction from that supreme hand of Krishna. 
Krishna's hand is capable of bestowing benediction upon all kinds of men if they take to Krishna consciousness. If one wants material happiness like that of the King of Heaven, he can derive that benediction from the hand of Krishna. If one wants liberation from the pangs of material existence, he can also get that benediction from the hand of Krishna. And if one in pure transcendental love for Krishna wants personal association and the touch of his transcendental body, he can also gain that benediction from his hand. Akrura was afraid, however, because he had been deputed by Kangsa, the enemy of Krishna. He thought, I am going to see Krishna as a messenger of the enemy. At the same time, he thought, Krishna is in everyone's heart as the super-soul, so he must know my heart. Although Akrura was trusted by the enemy of Krishna, his heart was clear. He was a pure devotee of Krishna. He risked becoming Kangsa's deputy just to meet Krishna. He was certain that although he was going as a representative of Kangsa, Krishna would not accept him as an enemy. Oh, even though I am on a sinful mission, being deputed by Kangsa, when I approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I shall stand before him with all humility and folded hands. Surely he will be pleased with my devotional attitude, and maybe he will smile lovingly and look upon me and thereby free me from all kinds of sinful reactions. I shall then be on the platform of transcendental bliss and knowledge. Since Krishna knows my heart, certainly when I approach him, he will embrace me. Not only am I a member of the Yadu dynasty, but I am his relative and an unalloyed pure devotee. By his merciful embrace, surely my body, heart and soul will be completely cleansed of the actions and reactions of my past life. When our bodies touch, I will immediately stand up with folded hands with all humility. Certainly Krishna and Balarama will call me a Krura, uncle, and at that time my whole life will be glorious. Unless one is recognized by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his life cannot be successful. It is clearly stated here that one should try to be recognized by the Supreme Personality of Godhead by one's service and devotion, without which the human form of life is condemned. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, is equal to everyone. He has no friends and no enemies, but he is inclined to a devotee who renders him service with devotional love. The Bhagavad Gita also declares that the Supreme Lord is responsive in proportion 
to the devotional service rendered by the devotee. Akrura thought that Krishna was like the desired tree in the heavenly planets, which gives fruit according to the desire of the worshipper. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is also the source of everything. A devotee must know how to render service unto him and thus be recognized by him. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is therefore explained that one should serve both the spiritual master and Krishna simultaneously and in that way make progress in Krishna consciousness. Service rendered to Krishna under the direction of the spiritual master is bona fide service because the spiritual master is the manifested representative of Krishna. Sri Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur says that when one satisfies the spiritual master, he satisfies the Supreme Lord. It is exactly like service in a government office. One has to work under the supervision of the departmental head. If the supervisor of the department is satisfied with the service of a particular person, a promotion will, an increase in pay will automatically come. Akrura then thought, When Krishna and Balaram are pleased with my behavior, certainly they will take my hand, receive me within their home, and offer me all kinds of respectable hospitalities. And thus, and they will surely ask me about the activities of Kangsa and his friends. In this way, Akrura, the son of Shapalka meditated upon Sri Krishna on his journey from Mathura. He reached Vrindavan by the end of the day. Akrura passed the whole journey without knowing how long it took. When he reached Vrindavan, the sun was setting. As soon as he entered the boundary of Vrindavan, he saw the hoofprints of the cows and Lord Krishna's footprints, impressed with the signs of his souls, the flag, trident, thunderbolt, and lotus flower. These symbols on the soles of the Lord's transcendental lotus feet are worshipped by all the demigods and other great personalities throughout the three worlds. Upon seeing the footprints of Krishna, Akrura immediately jumped down from the chariot out of respect. He became overwhelmed with all the symptoms of ecstasy. He wept and his body trembled. Out of extreme jubilation, upon seeing the dust touched by the lotus feet of Krishna, Akrura fell flat on his face and began to roll on the ground. Akrura's journey to Vrindavan was exemplary. One who intends to visit Vrindavan should follow the ideal footprint, footsteps of Akrura and always think of the pastimes and activities of the Lord. As soon as one reaches the boundary of Vrindavan, he should immediately smear the dust of Vrindavan over his body without thinking of his material position and prestige. Srila Das Thakur has sung 
in a celebrated song, Vishaya Chadiyakabe Shudahabimana. When, when my mind will be purified after leaving the contamination of material sense enjoyment, I shall be able to visit Vrindavan. Actually, one cannot go to Vrindavan by purchasing a ticket. The process of going to Vrindavan is shown by Akrura. When Akrura entered Vrindavan, he saw Krishna and Balarama engaged in supervising the milking of the cows. Krishna was dressed in yellow garments and Balarama in bluish. Akrura also saw that their eyes were exactly like the beautiful lotus flower that grows during the autumn season. He saw Krishna and Balarama in the spring of their youth. Although they had the same bodily features, Krishna was blackish in complexion, whereas Balarama was whitish. Both were the shelter of the goddess of fortune. They had well-constructed bodies, beautiful hands and pleasing faces, and they were as strong as elephants. Now, after seeing their footprints marked with flag, trident, thunderbolt, and lotus, Akrura actually saw Krishna and Balarama face to face. Although they were the most influential personalities, they were glancing at him with smiling faces. Akrura could understand that both Krishna and Balarama had returned from tending the cows in the forest. They had taken their baths and were dressed with fresh clothing and garlanded with flowers and with necklaces made of valuable jewels. Their bodies were smeared with the pulp of sandalwood. Akrura greatly appreciated the aroma of the flowers and sandalwood and their bodily presence. He considered himself very fortunate to see Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his plenary expansion, Balarama, face to face, for he knew that they were the original personalities of the creation. As stated in the Brahma Sangita, Krishna is the original personality of Godhead and the cause of all causes. Akrura could understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead had appeared personally for the welfare of His creation, to re-establish the principles of religion and to annihilate the demons. With their bodily effulgence, the brothers were dissipating all the darkness of the world as if they were mountains of sapphire and silver. Without hesitating, Akruri immediately got down from his chariot and fell flat, just like a rod, before Krishna and Balarama. Upon touching the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he became overwhelmed with transcendental bliss. His voice choked up and he could not speak. Due to his transcendental pleasure, incessant torrents of tears fell from his eyes. He remained stunned in ecstasy, as if devoid of all powers to see and speak. Lord Krishna, who was very kind to his devotees, 
raised Akrura with his hand and embraced him. It appeared that Lord Krishna was very much pleased with Akrura. Balarama also embraced Akrura. Then the two lords took him by the hand and brought him to their sitting room where they offered him a very nice sitting place and water for washing his feet. They also worshipped him with a suitable presentation of honey mixed with other ingredients. When Akrura was thus comfortably seated, Krishna and Balarama offered him a cow in charity and then brought him very palatable dishes and Akrura accepted them. When Akrura finished eating, Balarama gave him betel nut and spices as well as pulp of sandalwood just to make him more pleased and comfortable. The Vedic system of receiving a guest was completely observed by Lord Krishna himself to teach all others how to receive a guest at home. It is a Vedic injunction that even if a guest is an enemy, he should be received so well that he does not apprehend any danger from the host. If the host is a poor man, he should at least offer a straw mat as a sitting place and a glass of water to drink. Krishna and Balarama welcomed Akrura in a way just befitting his exalted position. After Akrura was thus properly received and seated, Nanda Maharaj, the foster father of Krishna, said, My dear Akrura, what shall I inquire from you? I know that you are being protected by Kangsa, who is most cruel and demoniac. His protection is just like the slaughterhouse keeper's protection of animals he will kill in the future. Kangsa is so selfish that he has killed the sons of his own sister. So how can I honestly believe that he is protecting the citizens of Mathura? This statement is most significant. If the political or executive heads of the state are simply interested in themselves, they can never look after the welfare of the citizens. <clears throat> As Nanda Maharaj spoke to Akrura with pleasing words, Akrura forgot all the fatigue of his day's journey from Mathura to Vrindavan. Thus end, ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 38th chapter of Krishna, Akrura's arrival in Vrindavan. All glories to the prayers of Akrura. He is known to be able to achieve perfection simply by his prayers. And we learn tonight why such beautiful and profound prayers teaching us how to think of Krishna and how to act in Krishna's presence. Hare Krishna. It's exactly 8 o'clock to the minute. Hare Krishna. Okay, so we're going to stop the reading for tonight there and ask if the uh, devotees out there in cyberspace who are listening live would like to
give their reflections and discuss anything. This this chapter is full of wonderful knowledge of how to think about Krishna. Bhaktarupa Haribo. Bhakti Noel says Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Bhakti Noel. <coughs> From Gopakanya. She says Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Gopakanya, Devi Dasi. Happy Yogini Ikadashi to all. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Glories to that holy day of Ekadasi. And an auspicious day to hear the pra- prayers of Akrura. I forgot to mention it. Thank you. And from Saloni Sachi Sundari. Mm. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to Prabhupada. All glories to your divine service. Rati Manjari says Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati Hare Krishna. Thanks for sending that ecstatic uh, the the video of the of the kirtan. It's really getting ecstatic. I'm appreciating so much. Um, Gopal Roy. Hey Gopal Roy, Hari Bol. Haven't heard you from a while yet. He says, Dear Maharaj, nothing soothes my heart quite like your daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Wow, thank you very much. I'm really pleased and very uh, pacified by that because that's the goal of my life. To make the devotees happy by reading Srila Prabhupada's books out loud to them every day. It's so pleasing, Hare Krishna. I can't express it, Haribo. He says, It was described that Akrura was deeply meditating on Krishna as he traveled to Vrindavan mm. and was knowledgeable of the Lord's characteristics and qualities. Mm. How did he know about Krishna? Was knowledge of Krishna's pastimes available even before the Lord's appearance? Was Krishna worship current in the years before his appearance in this world? Well, we know that Akrura is an eternal servant of Krishna. He's one of he's one of Krishna's eternal uh, servants. So he appears in Krishna's pastimes whenever he appears in the world. He's always aware of Krishna. He's Nitya Siddha. How else could he go to Vrindavan in such a joyful mood? being sent by Kangsa. But yes, it's also true that Krishna's pastimes are eternal and they're, they're, they're eternally known about uh, not by everyone, of course, but they're eternally existent. The memory of them are eternally existent also. 
in the in the material world. Sometimes they get almost forgotten and then they become remembered again when a great soul comes and spreads the knowledge of them again. But there's always a pure devotee of Krishna on the planet, at least one. Just like Narada Muni. Yeah? He knew what Krishna was going what Krishna was going to do. These are these are not ordinary souls. Hare Krishna. By Krishna's mercy they can remember. Yasu says, despite the fact that we cannot come and visit you yet, we are all feeling very close to you each evening. Thank you very much. I also feel close to you. Time and space is of no significance. I was just thinking how lucky I am because I have been locked down for, oh, what, one and a third years practically. I've only been out of the house just a few times to get cut up by some surgeon. and Well, not just some surgeon, my dear friend and, you know, devotee. Chakradari and some appointment here and there for a doctor and otherwise I've just been here and uh, not feeling any inconvenience whatsoever it's mystical very mystical and it's all due to this daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books so anyone who thinks that Srila Prabhupada's books have been tampered with by some devious editor or something like that they, they're not, they couldn't be hearing Prabhupada's books because I'm reading these books with the, with the latest polish edits that have been done by intimate confidential devotees of Prabhupada and they're stunning the English is studying the message is fully intact and fully empowered and we can taste it we're tasting it together it's obvious Hare Krishna. Thanks for reminding me, Gopal. He also says, I really liked the paragraph where Prabhupada talks about serving Krishna by serving the spiritual master, mm. giving the example of working under a department in the government. Yes. Sudevi Dasi says, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Sudevi Dasi. Anandamurti Devi Dasi. He says, Dear Gurudev and assembled devotees, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada Anandamurti. She says, Today I understand how Krishna reciprocates with each of the devotees' desires properly. Yes, exactly true. <coughs> My te te According to their devotion, he reciprocates with everyone. Or in the case of Kansa, the lack of it. <laughs> he reciprocates with everyone accordingly to their desires. 
Matthew Manjari. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for always encouraging, encouraging me in my aunt's attempts to share the gifts I am receiving so profusely. Yes, you are. Now your son's going to find a place after all these years with his friends and you'll have more time to hear and chant and, and spread Krishna consciousness to others. And I, I, I pray that that happens. Hare Krishna. I wish that that happens. Because you can see that the, the kirtan that you're leading is ecstatic and it's you can see by these videos you're sending and how people are just spontaneously dancing in the streets. It's it's wonderful. It's mystical and it's wonderful. You're getting the mercy of Lord Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya without a doubt. And all the previous acharyas, Srila Prabhupada. From Mantati Rashmi. Mm. I was guessing it might be Raja Lakshmi. Is it Raja Lakshmi? Maybe. Hari Bo Abhai Prabhu and Hari Bo Maharaj. Thank you for this wonderful session, Maharaj. We went to Akoragat four years ago. Today you took us back to Vrindavan again. Thank you so much, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, thank you, Raj Lakshmi. And from Bhakta Rupa. Hari Bo Bhakta Rupa. He says, Jai Maharaj, thanks for reading. Tonight, I really like the way Prabhupada described how pleasing the spiritual master pleases Krishna by giving the analogy that by a worker pleasing his departmental head, a promotion and increase in pay automatically come. Yes. Want nothing more than to please my departmental heads. Yes. One more from Rati Manjari. Haribo Rati, keep it going. She says, Tonight we had another live to give meeting with His Grace Tredos Prabhu. Oh, nice. We are now preparing for a national. Oops. We are now preparing for a national book distribution day on July 24th, which is Guru Purnim, as well as the disappearance day of Srila Sanatan Goswami. Wow. I thought the 23rd. Well, maybe that's just in England. Maybe it's a different day, but it's, we're very close. It doesn't seem like it should be a different day. Anyway, Hare Krishna, that's a good day, auspicious day. She says, please give us your blessing that this attempt may become successful and will be inspirational both for the devotees as for all those whom we will meet and that it may give pleasure to His Divine Grace. Haribo, thank you very much. Now from Bhaktasab. Bhaktasab, Haribo, we're just waiting for you to come back to us. What's going on? He says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jaya, glories to Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your blissful reading. It is so nice. 
I have a question or reflection. Akura says, quote, I am your pure devotee, unquote. And he imagines what Krishna will do and how he will react. So my reflection is, when I do the same, I end up speculating and reality ends up not being quite like I imagined. <laughs> but Akura says all this and it's true. It's wonderful to me. Your servant, Bhakta Sebastian. Yes, well, you know, the mind is, is a funny thing. You know, the mind of a conditioned soul always makes things seem better than they are or worse than they are. It, it's not never satisfied with what it actually is. So Akrura, you know, he's remembering that he's a devotee, but he's also remembering that he's, you know, in, in Kanksa's service. And therefore, but he's sure, he's sure that he will be favored by Krishna because he is a devotee of Krishna. He knows who he is. So this is the point. If we actually know who we are in relationship to Krishna, then we become satisfied. So, okay, it may be true that it's theoretical right now to us, but it's true than nonetheless. It may be just theoretical to us, but it's true nonetheless, and that's what these books teach, what the truth is. So keep hearing them. Don't stop hearing them every day, and gradually we will come to the stage of Akrura, where we can actually taste uh, nectar when we think about Krishna, not different than when we see him, and then when we see him, we will be overwhelmed with happiness. What, what's not to like? Why wouldn't we want to do that? <laughs> Thank you very much, Bhaktaseb, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Hare Krishna. And thank you all the devotees for these lovely comments and lovely uh, reflections. They're all beautiful and they're all increasing the glory of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even though nothing can increase it because it's already expanded to limit. But its nature is that it keeps expanding anyway. Even though it can't expand anymore, it keeps expanding. It's the nature of Krishna Consciousness, Anandam Buddhi Bhardhanam. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ki Jai. Samabheda Bhakta Binda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. So lo, let's come back tomorrow and hear about Krishna's return to Mathura with Krishna and Balaram and the, and the Vrajbasi's reactions to that. Hari Krishna. See you tomorrow. <laughs>